welcome to Marketing Wins. And I just want to thank my guest today, Brandon Berkmeyer, for joining us. Uh, Brandon is a good friend and a marketing genius that has a lot to share when it comes to content, podcasts, and just getting yourself out there online. I'm really excited for him to share with us today. And I think you're really going to get a lot out of it. So Brandon, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. My marketing genius. That's a lot to live up to. That's a, a lot, lot to live I mean, up to. I'll be, I'll be thoughtful, <laughs> you know, I'll be maybe advanced placement in marketing. Advanced yeah. You, you passed like the that. AP test in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you, you are pretty tall in real life. So the big shoes to fill, you know, it, it kind of fits the first time yeah. I met you in person. I, uh, I, I got to be honest. I was a little like, "Wow, you're really tall." So it, things you did not know about Brandon Berkmeyer. It's all on purpose. It's by design. Uh, when you're in branding and marketing, you have to stand out. And so I figured, if I'm taller, people will notice me. So you know, I made that happen. Uh, <laughs> and here you we manifested are. it, and here it is. Exactly. You're really tall. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I have not succeeded in that. Um, I'm five six seven and a half size shoe, like average female height. You know, mm -hmm. I have <laughs> I, a downloadable I, template that'll give you all the tips. Okay. Uh, all right. And, I want to get really, really tall and stand out. Mm -hmm. That's what I need to do. Absolutely. Awesome. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> well, Brandon, thanks so much uh, for being here again. Uh, we've Brandon and I have been part of a mastermind here for about a year and a half together. And We've met at multiple conferences now. We live on like opposite sides of the country, but we see each other probably more in real life than I do with people that live down the street from me just because of all our different virtual and Zoom meetings that we join in together and some of the conferences we've been to. But I learned a lot from Brandon and uh, I'm really excited to have him share today. But Brandon, if people have not engaged with you or heard of you already, why don't you give us a little bit of background about how you serve people and, you know, what you offer when you're working with people? Yeah. I was like trying to come up with something clever. You know, people are like, I'm the Batman of, of branding. I was like, I'm the Barbie, right? I'm the Barbie of branding. No, uh, <laughs> trying to come up with something. But, you know, my background is in advertising and marketing, like very traditional, classically trained advertising and marketing. I worked at the large ad agencies, uh, my whole career. I'm now 21 years into marketing uh, and, you know, working on fortune 100 companies like Apple, Coca-Cola, Wells Fargo, Walmart, doing the media planning basically, which is figuring out how do you spend advertising dollars? How do you build an audience? How do you build a brand and executing that strategy? So that was the first, you know, part of my life. And then four years ago, I started working with entrepreneurs and helping them build their marketing programs from the ground up and started on my own journey. And that's uh, where we are today. But I mean, what's interesting is I realized that even someone who's been in, you know, in a corporate job in this advertising world, I realized when I left and had to do it for myself that, you know, it's, it's actually really difficult. <laughs> you don't have, you know, the hundred million dollar budgets, and you are building something that is from the ground up and it's for you or it's in your local market, it's, you know, a lot more work. And for someone starting from zero, I had, you know, a great resume, but I had no reputation. And, you know, that's a big part of my story is that I had to start from scratch building a reputation that 
mattered in my market. I had to figure out how to get out there, network. Like I know a lot of you have had to get out there and do. I had to build a, a reference point online where people Googled me and they could find something. And I had to have ideas that were my own. I had to have perspective. And uh, all of that started, you know, I had to build from scratch. So I spent the past four years doing that. And uh, really what I discovered is that for me, creating content became the way that I like established my brand. And so where we are today is I help people do that. I help people build their content to help establish their brands. And I have a podcast called Brands on Brands where I talk about that all the time, uh, leaning into this branding yourself kind of idea. So that's that's where we are in a nutshell, if that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you and I both kind of live in this content space. So, I mean, what you're saying speaks right up my alley because I've leveraged content in a huge way um, over the years as my way of kind of positioning to new people interacting with me that I know about X, Y, Z. Like there's a lot of power in that subconscious message of what comes out when you put out content. I'm curious, how um, how have you structured your content in a way that is nimble enough to adjust with changing trends, but yet still has some tried and true, you know, foundational things in it that we all know work? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll be honest, when starting out, uh, just getting it, just creating anything was, was good. So, because I think so many of us, we don't create anything or we don't like, we hire right. people and we still don't like put anything out. Um, and so like creating anything, but then also putting yourself into it. I know a lot of businesses hire out content to be created, but then they don't end up in it as much. So finding a way to put yourself into it while you're working with professionals or doing it yourself, I think is important. So for me, when I was starting, it was literally just get anything out. I think I did 90 episodes of a podcast with no wow. real plan other than I knew my, I knew the block I was on, right? I knew what neighborhood I was in, in terms of content. My theme was marketing and branding and I could stay in that realm, but I didn't have any real uh, method or mat to my madness of what episode was coming out each week. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people plan social media in terms of like monthly blocks, right? Like here's my theme for March or February or whatever. I didn't do that. I just, you know, what was inspiring me that week? What came up that was topical? I did, yeah. however, after doing that for a while, kind of feel like I would, I started to hit a wall in terms of creativity. It wasn't sustainable in terms of me continuing to like feel inspired. So I had to create some more systems around that. And for me, I actually now think about all of my content in chunks, like in, in blocks, I call it, you know, mm. series or uh, seasons or however you define it for me, because it's a podcast, I think of them as seasons, but if it's social media, I would just say, okay, what's my quarterly content block or my six month content block? What is this going to be about? And, uh, I think about that because I can design a series of something based on yeah. one idea. For me, the problem is having a million ideas. What do I need? A new idea every week. But having a one idea to last me six months was a super easy way to attack content. So that's yeah. how I, I start. I start with one big idea and then I fill in all the ideas under that that are going to help tell that story. You know, I was at a podcasting conference, actually, when I first heard this concept of like doing a season of things. And I had never, I don't know why I thought that it was just this like per ongoing perpetual, you know, content for forever kind of a thing. But the 
concept of a season is actually really brilliant. And when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, that just, it just felt like it took this weight off my shoulders of, yeah, I can have as many seasons as I want and I can take breaks between them as long as I want. Um, yeah, it, it, it just was a mental roadblock that I don't know why I'd never thought about that before. So I'm well, curious. I think the roadblock I think too is for a lot of people, they, when you tell them you have to create content, even like, is this, it feels unending. It feels mm -hmm. like I got to do this every week. How am I going to keep this up? You know, yeah. but if you say, Hey, we're going to get together one time and make a bunch of stuff, uh, or you sit down with you, like, if you're the content creator in your own business and you're like, okay, my content block for creation, I have one day this month or I have one day this quarter yeah. right? or during the summer, I usually have a few days like each year, uh, that being like, okay, in that period of time, what am I going to create? And you say, okay, I'm going to create a block of content based on one idea. That's helpful. So I do that like once a quarter, I'm like every yeah. quarter, I'm like, I'm going to create a block of content. What do I want to talk about this quarter? So in one day or two days, however long it takes to record all that, I'm focusing on this one idea and it's less intimidating because I know it's going to be done after those two days. It's not this thing that's going to, I have to commit to doing every week. And I think for a lot of us, that's the scary part is yeah. like, we're all very busy. How do we get the time to do something every week when we know we are already over, we're already wait, we are way over our budget on time. Right. You know, we're, and we want to be working 40 and we're working 60 or 80. Like, how am I going to squeeze an hour in of anything? Yeah. Uh, but if you tell them, hey, it's just one project, like maybe we'll do it once this year and you focus on one idea. I love project-based planning. So that's that's how I, that's, I think what helps me get past the fear. Yeah, batching work is definitely a beneficial thing that I've found. It's sometimes hard <laughs> to fit it in and like protect the time to truly batch the work. But like once you do have that, that chunk of whatever made, it's so much easier to, then parse it out over time. Do you have any other tips for busy folks that are just feeling overwhelmed with like, where do I even start with content creation? Yeah. I, I think for me, I try to figure out like, once I have my idea, my idea can be anything. So like you pick a topic, right? Like it, there's millions of ways to figure out what, like what that's going to be. But usually I, I try to make it a little more direct in terms of the research. So I say, okay, in my field, like in the marketing space, especially in the content creation space, what's the topic right now that I want to talk about? So in this space, maybe it's like uh, TikTok, right? We're gonna, people want to know about TikTok or short videos. People want to know about short videos. What is a series I can do based on sh like how to create short video content? Based on that, I have two ways to approach filling that in, right? I either take an episodic approach or I take a like, uh, I call it a stacking approach. So mm. the the sequential approach is, is, is like you say, okay, what are the all the questions that everyone's going to ask about this topic that I just, you can Google it or you just off the top of your head. What's every question someone would ask if they're getting started building short form videos, right? And it's, you just list out all the questions that you come up with and you can even like look in chat rooms, like what are the questions people are asking? You could get what other people are creating. What are other questions people have answered? And you make a list, all the questions. And then each of those questions now is a starting point for a piece of content that's going to fill in this, this series of content. Uh, and that's how people write books, by the way, like they, they'll pick a topic and they'll like come up with a title for their, their series. And they say, okay, like what are all the ingredients in this puzzle? 
And then they like, after, you know, you list 25 ingredients of things that you need to write the book on short form content or whatever it is, uh, then you kind of whittle away the ones that you wrote down that were like, were, you know, less really part of the, the group. And then yeah. you elaborate from there, you break it into chapters and sub chapters. So that's like the first one, like that's the, the series method. The second, which I love is I call it like the skeleton key of content or content stacking, which is. I'm better at thinking in like groups. So I'm like, just three things. Mm. I can only think of three things at a time, right? So what are the three things that matter when you create short video content? And I'll answer that question in like bigger buckets. So, it, you know, you have to be creative. You have to uh, have something that is trending and it has to be, have great music. So I was like, okay, those are my three things. Right. Mm -hmm. Didn't come up with, I just thought of this right now. It wasn't very difficult. <laughs> I, I love easy. Right. Yeah. Now each of those three things, I helped me focus. Okay. Which in that, within one of those three things, what are three things that help me explain that one thing? And so it's a, it, I call it the skeleton key because each one unlocks a door to the next level mm. of a brainstorm. And I'll have to it's think like of three Mar things. Super Mario level. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Super but, Mario game. But because, because I think in these like very simple patterns, my yeah. brain doesn't go all over the place trying to be yeah. creative. I have a very confined box to fit my ideas into. And it, it helps so that every season I have something new to talk about uh, and continue this content process. Wow. Man, I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's interesting, you know, like before, before we hit record on this, we were chatting a little bit and we were talking a little bit about we saw each other a few weeks ago at a conference and um, just the power of being around other people and getting in the right mindset. And sometimes content creation, a huge piece of it, you're, you have to get in the right mindset and get over that imposter syndrome of like, who am I to be making content about X, Y, Z? Uh, have you experienced that with any of the folks that you've talked to or worked with of like, how did they, like, do you have any tips, I guess, around like, how do you get over that imposter syndrome to say, you know, yeah, you are qualified to go out and create this content. The world actually does need to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, I, I think everyone's different, right? So you may not be the creator, but I still mm -hmm. think creating content, if you run a business, you know, hiding isn't going to work, right? You, if you want people to come in the door, you've had to get out there. You've had to network. You've had to put yeah. signs out, whatever the thing is you had to put, you know, get out there, whether you want to be the face of your business or not is a choice. I love personal brands. I love if you, especially if you have a service-based business, it's a no brainer. Like people want to work with you. Yeah. Uh, if you are like a retail business, I can understand how that would be different, but then you have to put yourself into the persona of your business and say, okay, if I am this brand, what does this, you know, how do I create for the store or whatever right. it is? You still have to, you know, be the head as if it's a real living thing. Uh, and you know, what are the things I want to talk about? Or, you know, that's why so many companies create mascots, by the way, because <laughs> it's like, it's way easier for you to like create content around a Ronald McDonald back in the day than it was to just, you know, we make better burgers, you know? So like people like, like to have these themes to work with. And then yeah. as you get bigger and more established, then you can just play off other ideas. Uh, but you do have to tie into a persona a little bit, but to make it a little easier to get over that imposter syndrome to your question, I think for me, I have to figure out ahead of time, like, who is this for, right? Like my, like before I do any content creation, having clarity as to what it's, what I'm creating, who it's for and why I'm creating it. 
helps me get past the imposter stuff because I'm, I'm driving towards a purpose. I'm doing this for a reason. If you don't know your reason for creating content, you're never going to love it. You're never going to want to do it. But if you know that if you create a certain amount of things, it's going to, you know, either a answer some customers questions that you've always been getting or B lead people to you that are searching for you online that haven't been finding you, they've been finding your competition or see, it's going to help someone convert. That's already found you because now you've nurtured them along the way and they trust you. When you go into understanding these goals, suddenly you're like, yeah, if I can help these customers along their journey, absolutely. This is worth it. Now that I know it's worth it. The, the next thing that hits you that the fear comes from is like not knowing what to create. So either mm-hmm. working with a professional like yourself or a coach, you know, something that I do. Yeah. I think is the next step, because now you have confidence in the process as opposed to that overwhelm of not knowing what to do or create. Yeah. So I think that's the next step. Cause if I go in and say, Hey, we're going to sit down today, we're going to get clear on exactly who we're creating for the kind of things that they like so that you're not creating things that they don't like, which, you know, would suck. Uh, and how to make it effective so it's not a waste of your time. And we're going to do that together. And you're going to leave here confident that you've built something that's that's going to work. I think that gets rid of some of the imposter syndrome because you you now have an ally in this in this battle. Um, and you can do that. You can be a DIYer, download this information, do it yourself. But you have the information. You either you have to be yeah. informed in education, informed and educated to get past fear of the unknown. Yeah. Well, you kind of touched on it a little bit there without saying it, but I've heard it explained in a similar way of just like, once you realize that others really need to hear certain pieces and you know that that's something that they're going to find valuable and that if they didn't hear it, they'd be wasting their time and money on. Um, it's like, well, why are you keeping that to yourself? And when I flipped the script on that, of like, Hey, you know, I actually know a lot about X, Y, Z, and you can fill in the blanks around whatever your specialty is. There's a lot of people out in the world that have no idea and have no idea where to start learning about that topic and subject matter that you know a ton about. And it's like, really, you're going to keep that locked up inside of you and not share it when you could be helping people. And so I think like, and you, you touched on it, like once you get clear on what people actually need and what they're looking for that helps to take away the imposter syndrome. Cause then it's like, well, it's not about me. It's about them. You know, it's not about putting on becoming this famous person yeah. on TikTok or whatever, you know? Well, I mean, I mean, imagine, I think everyone can relate if they've had a child, it's like, when you suddenly realize you're going to have a kid, you're not prepared. You're a full on imposter. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you realize eventually it's not about you. It's about them. And you figure it out right? You get help, you read the books and you show up because you have no other choice because it's about them. And you kind of just get over yourself and you do the work. And what's great is everything happens. Like you're given as much as you can handle. You take on just a little bit at a time instead of this huge daunting thing. Uh, And piecing it out like that and taking on just the little steps piece by piece makes it so much easier than yeah. being like, uh, tomorrow I've got to be a content creation machine you right. know, or whatever it is. <laughs> got to be a star. You know? yeah. So what are some of your favorite types of content to be making right now? Yeah. So I, I mean, I like it all, but I need something I can do consistently. So mm-hmm. for me, there's two, there's two things to think about. It's, it's the mode you create in. So like, where are you comfortable 
creating? Are you a writer? Yeah. Do you have a camera on? Uh, are you a talker? Do you like having conversations? Like, are you a person who's out and about with their phone? Like, what is your place that is natural to you to be a creator, to be someone who's writing or creating some kind of content? Even if you don't consider yourself creative, where do you feel comfortable creating? Like, right. figure that out. The rest is distribution and can be solved by yourself or with help. The rest is distribution. Mm. So yeah. for me, I tried to start blogging and writing because websites need content. I even tried hiring some of that out. It never felt like authentic or in my voice. So I had to do it myself, but I didn't like writing uh, as much. Then I tried video, but it was very much like, where do I look? And then I lose my train of thought. Uh, and then I tried podcasting and it felt very natural to me. That was my place where I can sit down every week, have a conversation with someone like you. And it felt organic because I'm just talking. Uh, and then that became something I could turn into blogs and turn into social media and turn into YouTube and whatever else. Uh, and it became practice. Like I was bad at first and then I'm getting better every day and now it's easier. Yeah. So for me, I think for a lot of people, the stepping stone might be conversations. It might be bringing other people in. And even if you don't want to be the thought leader in your industry or whatever it is, you might have other people in your industry to bring in and talk to, like we're doing right here on this call. Right. Uh, and eventually, like, even if you were like the local toy store or whatever, you could be like, who are all the people in my market that talk about things like the best toys of the year, places to go shopping and whatever, bring them in to talk about it. Eventually, just being in those conversations, you might have ideas that you want to share and you can share them in the conversation or you like, you know what? I didn't really get to say all I wanted to say. I'm now going to do something solo where I'm just telling people my extra couple thoughts on this thing. So uh, in terms of creating content, yeah, I start with the mode. And for me, it's, I love podcasting, but the output changes all the time. Like the trends mm -hmm. change all the time. Like TikTok short videos, Instagram reels and YouTube shorts, those like 30 seconds or minute or less videos are what's popular. I don't create in that mode because right now that's not my comfort zone, Yeah. but we will pull one 30 second clip from this, edit it and distribute it to that because that's where people are. I can't just avoid it because I don't want to dance right on TikTok, but I still have to show <laughs> up for my business. You know, That's um, one thing I have not had a chance to see is if you can dance or not. So yeah, yeah. Like that's questionable, huh? I'm a, no, I'm a, I'm a beast on the dance floor. Let's not oh, get it okay. twisted. Just I just not don't like do a TikTok dance. I just don't like TikTok <laughs> dances. It's so restrictive and you've got to follow choreography. I, you know, but... I could not agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to set my camera up in my office or my living room and do some funky dance for marketing yeah. purposes. It's just not me. <laughs> right. But you know what? Like, I think now that I even like that, I have like this mode of creating things in terms of series. I am even considering, okay, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. It's super easy to sit here at my desk. I sit it all the time and do this recording, but yeah. like me taking my phone and saying, you know, I'm going to apply the same mentality. I want to do 10 videos that answer these three questions or whatever. And yeah. I'm just going to do it today from my, you know, lounge or my kitchen. Uh, like that's easier to get to throw some music at it, but same thing. And I have to sit there and be like, today, I'm going to do this once. And right. see how it goes. Right. One video creation, I just can't do it. I can't just create one video because I'm going to question: Is it good? Is it bad? It's I'm going to overthink it. But well, like a series, yeah. Easy. And I found like once I start making one video, then I, like the creative juices swirl, and I'm like, oh well, let me hit pause and hit record again and do a different video. 
on this other idea that just came to mind while I was talking. And then before I know it, I've got four or five videos, you know, but I, I think yeah. part of that is it's a muscle that as a content creator, because I've been doing this now for, I don't know, 12, 15 years, it's something that like I just it just starts sparking whereas I literally was on a call this morning with a client where he was like oh I was just at this speaking gig at this university I should have pulled my phone out and you know recorded a quick video on campus saying oh I'm here at blah 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 you know giving back to the students at this program and really excited about sharing about xyz that could have been a really quick simple story or tiktok or you know anything like that but because he's not in that like frame of mind of like, oh yeah, like what are those opportunities as I'm going throughout my day to make content? Like, I do think there's a content creation muscle that maybe folks like you and I have maybe flexed a little bit more than other folks had in the past. Yeah. I think, I think it helps if there's prompts in those situations, like the day in the life stuff, I'm not great at. I don't, in the moment, I'm hard to, I'm it's hard for me to get out of the moment and think of content. It just is. It's not my natural way of going around. Uh, it feels like inauthentic to me. But having prompts and a scene, great. Like if I'm already at, if I know I'm going to be at a great venue, like a school or something that has great backgrounds, cool. Yeah. But if I have pre-designed prompts that are like, okay, here are three questions that I've written in my list of questions that I can answer. Uh, I can pull that up and answer some questions this, from an interesting, and I can mention, Hey, I'm out here today doing this thing. Uh, but I wanted to talk about this and whatever it is, but that's, yeah. again, I think that's when you are out there and you're like creating as completely a part of your business. Great. Uh, but I'd go back to the starting point, which is just, what are you, what is the, like the series of information you want to create? And then you can determine your environment. And maybe one of those series, you're like, I did this two or three times in a very safe place, like my office. Yeah. Maybe the third or fourth time you're like, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to go to the kitchen today, you know, or I'm going to go on a walk. Uh, but I think the planning part has to happen when you aren't comfortable, because yeah. if you just get out there and try it without that plan, uh, it's not going to fit. It's not going to feel like you did a good job because it, it didn't have that, that structure to it. Yeah. 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 There's so much, there's so much of a mental piece here when it comes to content creation, obviously then, you know, once you've created it, then it's like, how do you strategically get it out? But that's like a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother, whole nother battle to fight there. But, um, if, if, uh, if people are walking away from listening to this conversation today and they just, they want to walk away with one tangible thing they can go do to go get another win in their marketing, maybe do content a little bit better or maybe just be a personal brand or show up as a personal brand better. Do you have any pieces of advice of what would you tell somebody if they wanted to just go out and get their next step towards a, a marketing win? Yeah. For me, I, you know, I, I don't know who said it, but I, I, agree that there's like, if you're looking for some clarity in what you're going to create, it has to come from you taking some action. It can't come from you sitting behind a whiteboard, drawing all these things mm. out. When I say plan something, I mean, give yourself some structure, but then get out of there and go do it. Right. Like ask, ask some simple questions. Don't, and then move past it. So for me, 
until you get out there and you do these things a few times, it's never going to feel perfect or right. So yeah. when you like, when you, that's why I did 90 episodes, just random, because I was, I needed a lot of comfort figuring out this content thing. Yeah. But now that I've learned, I'm like, I tell anyone else, like, if you could just go do five things, get yeah. out there and create five things, that action of creating will make you feel more confident in what you should be creating about. Maybe you'll throw those five things away, but that action will give you clarity as to what feels right in terms of the theme itself of the content, the way you're delivering the content, or even the form that we talked about, like where it's going to be, you better on in screen or writing. Right. I can do a few of those things poorly to realize, you know, this isn't how I like to create. So take action so that you can get clarity on what works best for you. Mm, I love that. Just getting out there and doing it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be pretty. Doesn't have to be perfect. I think that's that's where the imposter syndrome starts to come into play. We start focusing so much on being perfect and looking like the big time influencer who maybe has been around for double the amount of time we've been. Yeah. So you know, I'll give you a bonus win here because uh because okay. because you know, if we everyone else is gonna give you one win, why why shouldn't I give you two so that it's you can double the two. value? I'll take of, I'll gladly take other double. show. Yeah. I want it to be twice as good as all the other shows you twice have. Twice as so, good. <laughs> yeah. So here's the, the second one, right? Uh, if you can put yourself into the content uh, in an authentic way, I don't mean like your physical body or whatever, but your ideas and your perspective, I think ideas are what really create reputation. So hmm. for example, if you and me see someone across the room and we're talking about them, like what they're wearing, what they look like, those things are gossip. But right. if we're talking about their ideas and what they stand for or their interesting perspective or something they said that was like, like struck a chord, their ideas are reputation building. And that's what you can build a business around is mm. some interesting idea or helpful, valuable points of information. Um, and you getting out there and sharing more of your ideas uh, is going to take you to the next level. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Something, putting something out there that people want to talk about, mm -hmm. <laughs> put Give some ideas out about. there. Yeah. I you love know? it. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for, for sharing so much wisdom here. I know even as a content creator for other people, sometimes it's hard. We all need that, that boost, that, that little spark of energy, those extra tips that, you know, um, even I've, gleaned a few ideas of like, how can I approach my own content creation in a better way? I've got the systems nailed down for client work that I do, but sometimes when it comes to myself, like it is hard to stay consistent. It's hard to like not get in my head. So I really appreciate some of the things that you've shared today. They've been really helpful. Um, if people want to get more from you and learn more from you, where's the best place to point people to? Yeah. If you go to brandsonbrands.com, all my content and like advice typically sits there. You'll also find like, if you were like, oh, that podcast thing sounds interesting. Uh, I have a free starter kit. That's like, here's all the things, questions you're going to ask first to get there. Right. You can just go to brandsonbrands.com slash starter kit to get all those questions answered. But yeah, the website in general is the easiest place to, to find me and everything that I'm, I'm putting out there into the world. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for, for jumping on today, Brandon, and just you, you, uh, you're a content machine. So I appreciate you sharing some of the magic behind the machine, um, that everyone sees online. 
Thank you. And, um, Absolutely. And just some of these insider tips that you've shared. So thanks again for being on the show and uh, look forward to sharing this with the world. Appreciate it. Thank you. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.